This is Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. You can catch the show live weekdays from 3 o'clock until 4, locally in Tampa Bay on AM 570 and 910 WTBN and online at letstalkfaith.com and iheartradio.com. And swing by our website for all things I Work For Him at iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com. And now, today's podcast broadcast. Broadcasting from our flagship studios in Tampa Bay via Harvey C. Cedars Bible Conference in Harvey Cedars, New Jersey. Welcome to I Work For Him today, the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Thanks for tuning in. Whether you're listening to us on letstalkfaith.com, maybe you're listening to us off of iworkforhim.com, iHeartRadio, Red Nation Rising. Maybe you're listening to us all, right actually on the air in Tampa Bay on AM 570 or AM 910. However you're hearing the show today, maybe it's even on a podcast a little later on on Google Play, Stitcher, or iTunes, just know that we've prayed for you. We've prayed for you ahead of time that something we would say today would cause you to dig deeper into your faith into connecting what you hear on Sunday with what you're doing in your 9 to 5. You know, Martha, we've been here in Harvey Cedars, New Jersey for the last several days talking with a group here at Homeschool Week at Harvey Cedars Bible Conference. How fun has this been? This has been amazing. Number one, it is the most beautiful uh, Bible conference setting that I have ever seen. Um, yeah, they the, call this a camp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really rough in it. Yeah, it's, you know? it, well, somebody's got to do I it. I know, right? But no, it's. Um, I know that um, it has come a long way over the years, but this is a, a gorgeous place to get away. And uh, what is their little tagline? I know I should get where God meets people and changes lives or something like that. And it, it really is that because we get away from things in order to be quiet. And that's what this place really provides that. It's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And we've been talking about, you know, way back when there was this purple dinosaur that used to sing on TV the most annoying song. I love you, you love me. (laughs) You know, we talk about love and impact in the family and if it were only as easy as the little purple dinosaur i'm not going to talk about who he is we're not everybody knows who i mean but it's not that easy there's just it there's just that that's the problem it's not easy that easy how are you showing love to each other do you know if your love is being received and that's what we've been talking about here at harvey cedar's harvey cedar's bible conference i knew i shouldn't have the mountain dew <laughs> oh well but you did i did have the mountain dew <laughs> do we know if your love is being received and how can you make sure that you're loving effectively so we've been talking about the five love languages to a couple hundred people at a family camp and we invited a couple of the uh, a couple one of the couples from the family camp here to join us in the studio, we've got Sean and Mary DeMoss in studio with us today as we broadcast from Harvey Cedars Bible Conference. Sean and Mary, welcome to I Work For Him. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you. They're both very quiet. We'll get them riled up after a while. I should have fed them both intravenous Mountain Dew ahead of time. You should have shared. I should have shared, but I don't really like to share. You know, but we're reminded John 13, 34 and 35 says this. Jesus is talking to, to all the people around him. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to you that you are my disciples. Sean and Mary, have you guys ever heard a presentation like this on the five love languages? Mary, you first. Um, I've heard of a presentation like this on the radio before, but to actually do it, it's very good for us right now. I think mm. it's very good. Now, you guys yeah. have uh, just a small fleet of children. Uh, seven. Seven yes. kids. Yeah. And she says that with a straight face <laughs> and a little shaking uh, in the hand. Seven. Seven kids. And their, their age is what to what? Um, 25 down to age 11. 25 to 11. That's, so you're really very scheduled. 14 <laughs> years, seven kids. That's nice. Any twins in there? No. 
No, mm. thank God, right? <laughs> so, Sean, what about you? Have you ever ever heard the five love languages presented? I mean, have you ever been to a conference where they talked about it like this? No, I haven't heard it in a conference or that kind of thing, but I, I know of the book. I've seen the book, and um, it, it was one of those things where I, I look at it, and I have a very busy life, and I say, man, I really want to read this someday. Mm. And so I'm absolutely loving what you guys are doing. Yeah, me too. So, yeah. But you're a pastor. You've been a pastor for how many years? Uh, gosh, now well, you're like now 20, you're 30 memory. years. Uh, we've been mini- in ministry for about 30 years. Nine That's years at Moody Bible say. Institute, one year at Willow Creek, 12 years at Grace Bible Chapel, mm-hmm. and now five years at Washington Valley Chapel in Morristown, New Jersey. So you've been in ministry a very mm-hmm. long time. Well, we've all been in ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been in business ministry. You've been in church ministry. Mm-hmm. In all those years, now that you've heard the way we presented the five love language, we try to make it fun. We do try to make fun. it fun. Uh, and Martha wrote that really great <laughs> skit. Can you see where that would really make an impact in a church if people understood this? If only people in the church would love each other. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, I, absolutely. It's having seen that this morning, um, I'm, I am dedicated to taking our church through this. Really? Mm-hmm. That's yes. cool. Little well, you groups know, at a time, but we're going to get it done. That's well, awesome. And yes. you, know, you could also, you know, if you ever really want to bring us back up to Morristown, New Jersey, <laughs> we can always fly in. Come just not, visit. Just not in the wintertime. That's not Martha's thing, wintertime. <laughs> so let's talk about the, the impact on, first of all, Sean, what were your number one and two love languages? Um, affirmation and, uh, gosh, touch. the second touch. one. Touch. No, uh, no, no, not touch. Um, touch. Physical touch. Mm-hmm. Gosh. I lo- oh, time, I, I, time. time. Quality, quality time. time. Yes, quality, quality time. time. Very yeah. good. Affirmation, quality okay, time. Touch. Okay. And Mary, what about for you? Believe it or not, we are the same. We came out just about the same. I was like one number off. So wow. words of affirmation and um, quality time, although I thought I would be more acts of service because that's what I do to show other people I love them. Right. I, I do as, what I can to, to make it good for them. Wow. So did that open up your eyes, knowing that you guys are, number one, words of affirmation, number two, quality time, did that open up your eyes? I mean, you guys have been married how many years? It's going to be 26 coming up. Way to go, 26 yeah. years. So 26 yeah. years of marriage. Did you already know that about each other, or did this help open you up your eyes? T- talk to me about it. Sean. Oh, uh, it, it opened up a lot of things for me. Um, again, I'm, I, I had great intentions. I believe in it. I, I thought about the book, and I thought, this is a great thing that he's done, his writing and everything. And so... Um, but it was just one of those things that life just gets you. Yes. So well, pastors not, are busy. I mean, you guys are busy people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, there's yeah. so many great resources and so many great programs and so many things that you can learn and apply. It's like picking and choosing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the fact that you guys chose to come here and and get fed into because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people neglect that when they're in ministry. So yeah. mm-hmm. this was an opportunity for you and and most of your family, right? right? Yeah, to how, be how here your, in, in, in <laughs> intervals, I believe. Right, right. How many of your seven kids have been here? Um, all of them have been here before. Okay. Um, three of them are here now. One is coming down on Friday. Um, two are married. One's out doing an internship at Wheaton College. So, yeah, it's it's a good thing. And they couldn't wait to come. It's a great place. Mm. It is. A, it's the yeah. most unusual camp I've ever been to. I mean, it's, it's spectacular. Yeah. And every room is air conditioned except for the canteen we saw last night. That was a little rough. <laughs> the ice cream was melting very, very fast last night. How do you think understanding this? We'll, we'll put the kids aside for a second. How do you think understanding your love languages of each other? How is that? How does that make an impact on your marriage? Go ahead, Mary. You first. Well, um, doing acts of service for someone who wants time doesn't understand that I'm doing this to love them. Um, 
and I'm busy. Mm -hmm. But if somebody needs time, then I have to be with them. So that's very, that's very good to know because a husband may be building a deck or doing something else, trying to love his wife, but the wife is thinking, you don't want to be near me. Mm. Why don't you want to be near me and spend time? So I get, I get it, that it's really important to understand that. Um, words of affirmation for me, you tell me I'm doing a good job, I'll work twice as hard for right. you. Right. You know, it's just... That's what I run on. So mm -hmm. if you understand that, it makes a difference mm -hmm. how to motivate people. I think your question is kind of funny. They've had a whole 24 hours to digest this. You're like, how's this change your marriage? <laughs> well, these, guys are, these guys are brilliant. <laughs> but I think it's funny because the two things that pastors don't get a lot of is time mm -hmm. for your family. And I'm almost wondering if your love language has been driven by your ministry. Because you don't get a lot of words of affirmation as no. a pastor. Typically. You don't get years. Tip, excuse yeah. me. Typically. Uh, That's why I love you. Hey, and by the way, <laughs> happy anniversary, baby. Happy anniversary. 31 years. I and the crowd goes crazy. Martha made it 31 years with Jim. How in the world did she do it? Mm -hmm. There's no. another. There's a book to be written about that one day. But when you look at the needs of a typical pastor, they desperately need some words of affirmation. They need some people going, I really appreciate you. Mm -hmm. And then the time, the quality time. Mm -hmm. You had a lot of your quality time for your family taken away from you because you were serving other people's families. Isn't that true, Sean? Uh, yes, absolutely mm -hmm. so. Yeah. So that, I mean, I, I almost wonder if that's, go ahead. It opened my eyes for my children as far, you know, to feed them the mm -hmm. love that they need. That whole explanation that you gave on, you know, you're, you're literally feeding them something that God wired into them to have a need for. Mm -hmm. And to realize that, oh my goodness, I'm pouring myself into people all my life and not even realizing that I may be starving my own family, the most important. They're the first church that I have to shepherd. Right. They're your number one ministry. And, mm -hmm. and that can, for pastors, I think that can, we can drift mm -hmm. and not even know that we're drifting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but it'll, sh it'll show up in pain. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And so, uh, anyway, I am so sold on this thing right now. I want to learn as much as I can about it. I don't want to make, you know, make this mistake anymore. And we're talking about the five love languages, something that Martha and I have been talking to, to all the families here at Homeschool Week at Harvey Cedars Bible Conference. Which is a book based on, well, it's a topic based on Gary Chapman's book, five, The Five Love Languages. Yeah, Gary Chapman has done an amazing job of writing, I don't know, 14 or 15 books on the five love languages. Yes. One of which of the favorites of mine is the five languages of appreciation in the workplace, mm -hmm. which if you are in the workplace and you are a leader and you want to really turn your, your place, your workplace upside down, read that book, five languages of appreciation.com. Not sorry, but it is a five languages of appreciation.com. <laughs> I just got websites in my head. You today. are just a website driven machine. I <laughs> am. If we could only it's just what get I love about you, honey. It really it's the websites. <laughs> it's one of your great qualities. You can find out more about five love languages at five love .com. We grabbed a couple out of the audience, Sean and Mary DeMoss to talk about the impact of the five of learning the five love languages on them, their marriage and their family. And so, Sean and Mary, you've got seven children. You said uh, 11 to 25. Some of them are married. Some of them, obviously, the 11-year-old, probably not married yet. Um, <laughs> how the three that you've got, the three kids that you have here, how are they being impacted by learning about their love languages? I would have to talk to them personally. They are having such a good time here, so I, we haven't talked about that at length. I do know that some of our kids have the love language of gifts. Um, faith would be touch. I would think uh, Joshua would be words of affirmation and acts of service. Mm -hmm. Like I'm seeing them through different different eyes. Mm -hmm. um, Jeanette is the one I have to figure out when she comes down here. Yes. I, I have to really think about well, her. And she's old enough. She can take the test. That's what and, I think. Yeah. 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 Be able to really 
answer for herself right. what those what is her love language. Well, and on the five love language five love languages website five lovelanguages.com you can take the uh, the test for uh husbands wives singles uh teens it's all out there right mm-hmm. yes and ki- children and the children one as well mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so uh you, the kids that you've got here were any of them in the main sessions were they out they, doing other no things? they were in the they main were in sessions yes so what, well, we gave you those questions to ask over lunch today did you did <laughs> Well, I was getting ready for the oh, painting Oh, you are getting class. ready for painting so class. Sorry. So, Sean, did you ask them the questions over lunchtime today? He was no. helping me. <laughs> was, ah. So, they uh, were so we didn't get to do that part. I'm sorry. They were wearing <laughs> many hats. So, and what we're referring to is Mary is teaching. There's some breakout classes yes. that families can sign up for as individuals or whatever, and, and you're doing a painting. Is painting. it a, acrylic, a seascape? Or? A, acrylic painting class. Ah. It's a landscape. And then on Friday, we're going to do the ocean and a wave, and it's going to be really fun. That's so yeah. fabulous. So, there's basket weaving. There's Underwater wood. basket weaving. No, well, it is. Okay, because, yes, you do have to put the reeds in water, so therefore... I Love I know. That. Yeah. It's so that funny. was fantastic. Woodworking. They've been doing all kinds Science of things. Science projects. It's, yeah, marine biology. Very, yeah, yes. there's some very cool stuff. Crazy okay. stuff. So you guys have been in ministry all these years, and the Lord has recently kind of thrown a little bit of curve into the ministry side. Why don't you talk about that? Okay. On uh, March 29th, my husband was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's, and um, it put us onto a complex journey of... Um, doctor visits, lawyer visits, uh, trying to figure out what the next step, what the next chapter is as, as far as um, what our lives will look like as we're getting ready to step down. Um, and just, I think I'm going to begin to journal and mm. uh, try to figure this out. Um, for the most part, people would look at him and say, he's just fine. And I would say, you're just fine. He has short-term memory loss. Um, and last night, was it last night, the, the day that I came here, um, all week we were struggling with my other daughter who um, didn't want to come only because she didn't feel like she had a friend. So we worked it out mm. where she had a friend she could come down. And we were talking about it and struggling with it. Um, in fact, even coming down driving, we were going to text the lady who's uh, taking care of my daughter. And he was all involved with us, very mm-hmm. much so. And then the moment he got out and he saw a friend and the friend came up and said, how's it going? Is the family coming down? Is she going to be coming down? He's like, oh, no, she's not coming down. She has finals. She has this and that. And it it occurred to me, he really has it. Mm. He has it. And he just forgot that whole week of the struggle, even being in the car. Um, So we're on a journey. We're going to work through it. And uh, I know God's going to be faithful and he's going to carry us. Um, but that's, yeah, that's where we're at right now. It's an amazing thing. As we talked about it yesterday, Sean, you said something that I was so enamored by. You talked about the fact that, okay, I don't know how long we'll be able to share the gospel, but I want to bring as many people to Jesus as I can while I can. Mm-hmm. That heart and passion yeah. is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, someone has uh, another pastor who I think has a terminal uh, disease uh, said this, that, for my whole career, I've been trying to tell Christians how to live, teach them how to live. He said, but now I feel like I have a new thing. I want to teach people how to die. And so that's what I mean by that. I'm going to run. So, so I'm going to die. We're all going to die someday. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we never know when it's going to happen. And, um, but when you have something like this that happens to you, you have a diagnosis, then you suddenly realize there's a clock. And it comes further to the forefront of your life. Rather than just drifting into to the you know the, back the busyness and mm-hmm. everything, and mm-hmm. so so for me, I want to be live very strategically, maybe more strategic than I have ever lived before in my life. 
so that I can get to as many people as possible. I would love to um, encourage the body of Christ to, to cause a forest fire, um, to, to realize that uh, this, this one thing that I was teaching my own, at my own church, and uh, that is what is missing in evangelism. And what I would say, the number thing that one thing that's missing is the team concept. What do you mean? Because most people look at um, the Origin. so-called evangelist. Or staff and they say, well, that's so the, the, the evangelist guy, he, he'll, he'll be the guy to go tell people about mm-hmm. Christ. And, and um, that is not true. We are all, here's what, here's what uh, Spurgeon said. We are either a missionary or an imposter. <laughs> Wow. Which means that we're all supposed to be sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. uh, so I, and, and I would love to awaken the church to do that. Because I think we've been, we cannot win unless we have the whole team participating. Mm-hmm. Nehemiah gave us a picture, you know, when they were trying to build a wall. Right. And he, he put people into their family units and armed them so that they would, you know, it would, be, it would continue to progress. Right. And so I'm saying to my church, every man, woman, and child should be equipped to tell somebody the gospel. It's simplest form, but, but be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of times we make evangelism way more complicated than it should be. Mm-hmm. Yes. And a lot of us don't. Re- there are some people, Mary, you mentioned earlier that you went through EE, went mm-hmm. through evangelism explosion. And a lot of people use that to go door knocking. Mm-hmm. And. I think there's some value to that, but I think doorknock can be a lot more effective with people that we know. Yes. Because you're yes. developing relationships yes. with people, and it's the relationships with people that really transform. Mm-hmm. Once they see Jesus in action in us, they're much more responsive to who Jesus really is. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that that's really what's powerful. And a lot of people, when they hear the words evangelism, Sean, they're thinking, I'm going to go talk to strangers on a street corner and <laughs> tell them they need Jesus. <laughs> you know, that freaks people out. Well, okay, it freaks me out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that I, I probably could do it, but I wouldn't like it. Because mm-hmm. uh, I don't know that is that really effective. But you've got a heart and, and a shepherd's heart, Sean, for, for getting that into people. What, uh, what do you think you'll do differently with this, now with the mindset, knowing that someday you won't be able to teach or you won't remember teaching, but you may still be able to teach. All, you know, the people that I've known that have gone through Alzheimer's, they remember the old stuff. Mm. So you've got all that stuff you learned at Moody. That stuff will always probably be there. All the things that were grilled into you when you were at Moody. Uh, what do you think that's, how do you think your ministry is going to be different as you head back into the fall, when people get reengaged in church this fall? How do you think it'll be different in helping people learn how to do evangelism? Okay, one of the things that goes with what you guys have been presenting to us in the five love languages is that um, if you're feeding people love, and, and touch, then you're touching them in the deepest part of their hearts. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it disarms them. Sometimes you get into the conversation and it can be, you know, someone says, oh, I'm just not into it. And so the, not the Jesus thing. And so, but, but if you are touching them with love, now you're disarming them so that they're willing to listen a little better. Mm-hmm. And so friendship evangelism, I think, is a big thing. But, but you know, um, for myself, I try to expose myself to all kinds of ways of evangelism, even on the street corner. Right. <laughs> the guy, you know, and, and I know people do it, and I've done it before. Um, even earlier this, uh, a couple of days ago, or maybe yesterday, I think it was, um, I walked the beach. All I was trying to do, and I knew strategically, all I was trying to do is plant a little seed, make them think at least about God mm. and about Jesus. So I'd walk up to people and say, hey, you know, I'm a pastor. I just want to say God bless you, and um, 
I want everybody in heaven. So I want you to be there. And, uh, and so they'd look at me and then they'd smile kind of, you know, and say, well, thanks. Okay. And, and so and if I had the chance, I may say, well, hey, do you have any thoughts on how you'd make it? Hmm. And so, you know, they'd give an and answer. These are with strangers. Mm-hmm. Total strangers. Mm-hmm. Total strangers. And so, uh, um, but, but uh, all I did, all I wanted to do is make a touch. I wanted them to think at least about God, think about Jesus, and that somebody cared enough to tell them even though they were a stranger. Right. Mary, as you look at the ministry, you've been a, a pastor's wife all these years, raising seven kids, which has been more than a full-time job, <laughs> way more than I can't imagine. Uh, uh, seven kids. Mm-hmm. I just look we at have it. a very good friend who would say, bless your face. <laughs> bless your, <laughs> bless your oh. face, your arms, and your legs. This, this is the universal sign of choking. Yeah. <laughs> When We're you say you have seven children, <laughs> it's yes. a universal sign of people saying, oh, God bless you. <laughs> That's right. you. You need help. Oh, bless you. Well, in the South, they say, oh, bless your little heart. I think atheists have told us, you need God. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mary, as you look at the challenges ahead, we, we talked a little bit yesterday about how, you know, God has chosen you for this mission. Mm-hmm. He knew this a long time ago uh, when you were saying, I do, mm-hmm. uh, at the altar. You know, he, he, God knew that this... I'm sure it's a little scary. How will you involve the kids in this ministry to Sean as uh, things change? Well, Lord willing, we have to put a plan in action. Sure. So I'm getting some people alongside to guide me through the steps of all sorts of things from um, living well, health care directives, power of attorney, um, transferring the house into my name, all sorts of things that you have to do to get in place so that you can move forward. The goal is to hopefully to move closer to where the kids are. And uh, they will, and they want to be part of this journey with Sean. They want to be around him as he's uh, going through this. So we would have seven kids in one area and his two brothers that he's really close to. Cool. And um, that was the advice to have as many people close by that could step in and help watch, you know, um, I guess, participate. So, yeah, that's part of it. And a lot of prayer, a lot of prayer, a lot of tears. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. sure. When I um, announced this mm-hmm. to our congregation, um, one of the things that came to mind is that, uh, I, 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 first of all, I asked them to raise their hands. How many people you have a challenge right now that you're dealing with? Mm. 95% of the congregation raised their hands. And I said, you know what? So what I have to tell you today is that, hey, I'm in, I, I do too. I have a, a challenge. It's called Alzheimer's. And I want you to know that that already, already has changed my own life because it's made me more urgent to love my wife, Mm -hmm. to love my children, Mm -hmm. and to love the Lord. And so, Mm -hmm. Sean and Mary DeMoss, thanks for being on I Work For Him, sharing your story. It's been a pleasure. We're broadcasting I Work For Him from Harvey Cedars Bible Conference. Well, just as we did in the first half of the show, we grabbed another couple out of the audience right here at Harvey Cedars Bible Conference. They happen to be speaking in the evening chapel, Travis and Carol Turner from DivineRomanceMinistries.org. We invited them on to share really about their ministry and their perspective and what we've done. Really, they're going to give us a grade on the air of how we've done, and uh, they're going to tell us whether we should just take it. Pack up and go pack home. Pack up and go no. home or whether we should oh, stick we to doing this. we are packing up and going Oh, home. we are. We'll be back in Tampa Bay tomorrow afternoon. Travis and Carol Turner, welcome to I Work For Him. Well, my opinion is, is that you guys are too cute. <laughs>
So thank you for sharing who you are up front and here on the radio. She's looking at Martha, the cute thing. You're like, well, you know, I got a face for radio, don't I, Travis? I'm, I'm not going there, but thanks for having us with you. <laughs> you guys have been doing a great job. I love how you're presenting this. You're making it easy and simple and fun, especially with the young ones in the crowd. You're making it something that they can apply to their everyday life, and I think that's fabulous. Have you guys gone through the five love languages thing with a lot of couples that you work with? Um, a little bit. Um, not necessarily it's not necessarily a staple of what we do we do appreciate the idea that there are certainly different ways that we show appreciation and ways that we uh receive appreciation mm -hmm. and i think all those things are as important more than anything else that we really learn to understand each other mm -hmm. is really the basis of that isn't it that we would learn to understand our spouse and understand how they receive anything so have you guys learned something this week about yourselves i mean you guys both took the test yesterday mm -hmm. right yes we did and did you did you already know your love languages before you took the test kind of guessed what our love language was and to be completely honest with you and i think i share this with you is that i think we've changed i think mm -hmm. what used to be one thing now has morphed into something different so that's been kind of fun. I think for me, realizing, you know, at the, at the end of the day, the bottom bedrock for me oftentimes is, is really is words of affirmation. Um, and so I, I, that is something that's probably my love language. Um, and so I, I think it's something that I also like to offer a lot. So. Well, you're doing a great job today. Thank you. You really are doing a great <laughs> job. Really, really love it. And what we have loved about what you guys have shared in the evening chapels, just the transparency. Your marriage mm -hmm. hasn't been perfect. Uh, and you did homeschooling, and, and you talked about how it was very, very difficult. And I think that's really been helpful for these families to hear, okay, here's people up here speaking about it, and no, it wasn't perfect for them either. Mm, oh, yeah. absolutely. Joy in the journey. <laughs> <laughs> All along it's joy. Choosing to find joy in the journey. Yeah, bottom line. And it really isn't easy. And homeschooling is a, a, it's a lifestyle choice. It's not an academic choice. And so for parents to realize that this really is a crucial thing for them to do and to decide year upon year upon year, how are they going to do this educational piece? But it really is about their lifestyle. And it's a tough lifestyle. I mean, you, the way you described it, you know, it was there were days where it was tougher than, than <laughs> days where you thought about quitting. Well, what was difficult was expecting more out of my children than expecting out of me. So to be able to expect that of them, I needed to master life skills and discipline and order and the fruit of the spirit, which we're talking about. I needed to be patient with them. If I'm going to expect them to be patient with each other, oh, my goodness, where are they going to learn that? Oh, from me. <laughs> so yeah. I had better be patient. We better be exhibiting what we're hoping to teach these kids. So it's just not a big hypocritic. Well, yeah, do as I say, not as I do. Didn't work for you. Didn't work for no. me when we grew up and it's not going to work with our kids. Correct. No. And, and it, I think if it, it does, it only is temporary. It's not a life change in exactly. their character. Right. And I do think for us that it, it creates greater accountability for us, which I think is what we really need. We know there's eyes on us. So mm -hmm. it does create accountability for how we're responding to life on a daily basis. And it's very, very intense. And so when you're with each other that much, you get a chance to really discover who you really are and what really motivates you. Well, and now your kids are old. You said 28 and 30, and you got mm -hmm. three grandkids. I think you said six, and I know you said 10 months. I can't three. remember the one in between. Mm -hmm. Six, three, and 10 months. Mm -hmm. Can you see how teaching them, directing them to the Five Love Languages website can, will impact them in a positive way? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Anything to help mm -hmm. them to understand our kids, to understand their kids, is going to help them learn how to, to uh, lead them in a better way and lead them towards the grace and mercy of Jesus because that's going to be the goal in right. anything we do.
Mm-hmm. Well, and what? So yeah, and these guys again. We're talking with Travis and Carol Turner. They're from Divine Romance Ministries org. Divine Romance Ministries org. Okay, I'm just going to interrupt right there. They are Divine Romance Ministries, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes, yes. We're no, in. that's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, we're in. We Redeemed. are it. <laughs> Redeemed. Yes. yes, heard. So, talk to us about um, well, just what 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 is Divine Romance Ministries, Carol? We she told me not to put her on the spot, so that's what I'm trying to do as much as possible, put her on the spot. The nice thing is it has really developed out of our life and of the redemption Completely. of our lives. Completely. We, we came out of college. Um, I was an athlete at the University of Nebraska, played football, was a quarterback there, came out of that environment into full-time ministry. And within two years, uh, because I was so awesome, she left me. <laughs> you, because you were so awesome. I'm so obviously mm-hmm. not, you know. So she, Carol literally took both kids. At that time, we had two kids. We're in full time ministry, and our life was so um, awful, and so much contention and disconnection. And um, you sounded really good, though. <laughs> what you would espouse to people was really good. It just was different once he got home in our four walls. He would preach an amazing, compelling, invigorating sermon in a word and come home and be tapped out with zero nothing. So it was like everybody else is getting the best of him. Mm-hmm. And But it was worse than that. I was angry. I was abusive verbally, emotionally, at times physically. So I was not exhibiting the fruit of the Spirit, which was what we're teaching this week. You know, there was a real contrast in what my life was in the public and what it was at home. And so we had to totally reevaluate our lives. And so after two years, Carol left. I had to step away. I literally had to reevaluate my Christianity. I, I literally wondered if I was saved. Then I will tell you, I actually had a vision during that time of standing before the Lord because I became, I was hopeless, discouraged, suicidal, literally. I was like, they're going to be better off without me. I was so hopeless that I, I had a vision of standing before the Lord and he was greeting me with a smile. But next to me, there was this charred figure, this dark mass next to me. And he says, that's the spirit of the wife that I gave you. Hmm. It would have been burnt to a crisp. And at that point, I wondered if I was going to get into heaven. And so without having a theological debate, it scared me and it scared me in a direction I needed to go, which is to step mm-hmm. back and reevaluate my life and the and who God created me to be, whether uh, what he really wanted me to be is a man surrendered to him. And I had to learn to do that. I wanted to be God's man and I wanted to do a work for God and God simply wanted to do a work in my life. Mm-hmm. And I had to step back and allow him to do a work in my life. And so over the last 25 years, we've been working on our marriage. We were a part of another uh, ministry for 25 years, and uh, we left there about four years ago to kind of start our own thing. And so we've just been sharing our story and walking along with couples, young and old, um, really focusing a lot of times on leadership, guys that are pastors, guys that are coaches, people that are really influencing folks out there are on an island oftentimes mm-hmm. because they're in a leader, leadership position. And that's kind of our story. We, we understand what that looks like. So we're just trying to help couples to have healthy, uh, vibrant, thriving marriages. Well, and we're talking today with Travis and Carol Turner about Divine Romance Ministries, divineromanceministries.org. They're here with us in Harvey Cedars, New Jersey, at the Homeschool Week, and they've been talking in the evening about the fruits of the Spirit. Well, in the morning, we've been talking about the five love languages, and we want to get their perspective and have them share some of their story. 
I'd like to thank Tim for calling in from Palm Harbor for winning the book, Five Love Languages. We'll get that out to you early next week. Carol, my question for you is this. Okay, so Travis is a pastor. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you're a pastor's wife, and you're leaving with the two kids. That probably didn't go over really well with the pastoral mm. team. No. Did you get a really lot of support didn't. for doing that, or did you get I, a lot of garbage for doing that? Yeah, like no support. Like it was really my fault. And if I would just be more supportive and, you know, suck it up and support him, the great, wonderful Travis, who he is. Anointed well, one. Right. Things would probably bode a lot better for me. But I'm thinking, no, I can't compromise what is in my heart of the dichotomy of what I see him doing. And by that time, he was angry and frustrated. And then when I would question him with, oh, is this your Christ-like response to me? Is this what, how Jesus would treat me? Then he'd turn him into more of a monster. And the reality dawned on me that I chose him. He asked me to marry him a couple times. And I said yes. <laughs> Three times. So yes, a third, third time. Third time's a charm. Time's a charm yeah. <laughs> right? But my children did not choose to enter this turbulent, could be volatile. I felt like we were walking on eggshells. Mm. And I didn't want my children to have to grow up in that. And I thought, okay, I know he knows better. I know he knows more. I know he has it in the core of his being. I'm, I can't help i can't enable i have to remove myself from this equation it was the hardest thing i've ever done in my entire Mm, life was pack up my kids leaving not knowing if i was going to have anything to come back to ever you know by then i'd buried both of my parents but you know that was a piece of cake compared to leaving my husband whom i love but who has turned into somebody i don't even know you know especially his face when he'd be angry it's kind of like who are you i don't Mm. even know who you are and trying to protect my kids from him, honestly, I felt like the trajectory needed to change. And so that's what I risked. Our hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life, and I wouldn't have done it if the Holy Spirit wouldn't have prompted me. I don't recommend. We don't recommend it for anybody. Don't right. recommend well, it. But that's what the Holy Spirit was telling me to do, is I needed to leave. in a volatile situation like that, sometimes the separation is what's going to take in order to get the guy's attention. Yeah, and that's exactly what had to happen. Hmm. Unfortunately. Well, and but through this, now you're 32 years, you said, married. Yep. yep. And, and so the Lord obviously has done an amazing work. Oh, we are a picture of redemption. Yes. We know all about that. And that's the beautiful thing that what we get to do is work with couples knowing what redemption looks like. And I, I'm still the worst guy I've met yet. So I know that no matter where a guy's at or what their relationship is like, that it can be redeemed, and this thing can come out on the other side with wholeness and with a healthy, loving, vibrant relationship. I believe that because we serve a living, loving, miracle-working God, and we are testimony to that in our lives. And so I have ridiculous hope for anybody that we get to work with. Well, and that's what you guys do all the time. You're working with couples Mm -hmm. in every stage of messiness, Mm -hmm. and you're speaking truth into them from your own story and speaking truth to them. I mean... How fun is that? Hmm. It's glorious and it's painful. It's messy for sure. Yes. Marriage ministry is absolutely it's, it's messy. It's really neat. We, we get to do a lot of premarital counseling. So we have couples come over at our house. We have a dinner once a week. We sit and we talk for a couple hours and we work through light curriculum and things <laughs> to try to prepare them for marriage. And that is so fun getting ready them for them to go to the altar, which is this holy place and something absolutely spectacular happens. And then on the other side, we're dealing in situations where 
you're working through the traumas of divorce and and or recovery and and sometimes the trauma of abuse and unfaithfulness and what that looks like and it's really really painful knowing this that when we've accepted jesus christ into our life we have the spirit of god that lives inside of us the same spirit that raised christ from the dead is in us so ability is never the problem in a relationship. It is always willingness. Mm-hmm. Are we willing to surrender our spirit to that spirit? Then we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us if we believe that scripture is true. And I believe that that's true. And I've watched it work as men and women learn to surrender their lives to that spirit that is so powerful to watch what happens in their lives and watch the glorious redemption take place. Mm. We've got in studio with us today, former Nebraska Cornhuskers head quarterback <coughs> from 1985. Was that what it was? Yes, 85, 84 and 85. <coughs> did, did you win any games against the Gophers during that period of time? Yes, we played Minnesota junior year in Lincoln, and we what, won. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I'm shocked. Wasn't, wasn't that one like 83 to 10 or something like no, that? No, that was an 83, and that was 84 to yeah. something like that. But, yes, and, you and, remember well. In the good. big time, I just know that the, <laughs> the Gophers never really held a candle to the Cornhuskers, and it was uh, always fun. But don't you guys, like, fight for something? I know when they fight for the pig if they if they play Iowa, and the Cornhuskers, they fight for. Is there a trophy in the Minnesota game? I, I don't, don't, Oh, I thought there was. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. All right, but Travis and Carol Turner from Divine Thanks. Romance Ministries. Check them out online, divineromanceministries.org. They're up here with us teaching at Homeschool Week at Harvest Cedars Bible Conference. And uh, we're just talking about the impact of, really, we talked about the five love languages on marriage, their, their ministry, the fact that the Lord has redeemed these guys from really tough circumstances. Travis, you said you had a question for us. Yeah, tell me, what are you taking away from being away from, with all these homeschoolers, what is the vibe you've gotten, and how, are, how have these people impacted you? Mm. Well, for myself, I know that um, you have said a couple of times that, and I'm probably going to quote you wrong so you can fix it, but the, the <laughs> fact that choosing to homeschool is a lifestyle, not an education decision, is that sort yeah, of like what you say? Yes. And I see that in, in the families that are up here, and the fact that, they um, they're living life intentionally and more of us need to, to catch that, mm. that every opportunity that we have in life to to parent and to be a spouse and everything to just be more intentional in the moments. Now, what I loved, absolutely loved, is I knew when we gave homeschool parents a uh, an assignment, mm-hmm. they were going to do it. And Martha set up the craft. We do a craft with the five love languages. After people take tests, we actually do a craft that puts the whole family on one sheet of paper and identifies what their love languages are so it can be put on the refrigerator to help people remember the love languages of everybody in their family. And Martha could set it out on a table, all the supplies, and it's still all organized. It's not messy. Everything's taken care of and people are doing the assignment. People are doing that it, That would right? never happen. Okay, but I have to say the only thing is is i overheard i watched a mom tell a kid that they had a quiz and she very quickly said not like a school assignment (laughs) because they're like we're up here at camp what are you talking about she was like no 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 this is fun this is just to learn about yourself and the kid you know relaxed right away she's like but "But not a school assignment but i'm amazed at how few people still are 
aware of this. That's what I mean. I I'm surprised this is still new. I mean, this book's been out for 15 plus years, and every family we've ever taught this to, it changed. It shifts the paradigm permanently. Yeah, that's exciting. Good. One of the things I love about these radical homeschoolers is you see their kids, and from about the time they're eight or a little bit more, they will interact with adults on a very different level than some of their peers who aren't homeschooled. You will see that they'll look you in the aisle, they'll shake your hand, they'll address you. They are really polite, they have manners, they're thoughtful. Now, they may not be able to stand in line like kids that go to public school, Right, because they you haven't. The they don't have to stand in line to have, have lunch. To, yeah, do they? You just at see home. the rush for the food at the cafeteria <laughs> time. That's true. Hungry kids are all the same. Or Martha That's and right. Carol <laughs> running together. I don't know what you're talking about. For the muffins for the this salad morning. bar. Had a lot of fun though. Like that. <laughs> but it is. It but is I agree. Fun. I've yeah. talked to so many kids and just tried to interact or bring something up, and it's not just a, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, goodbye. You know, it's. Yes, we were on our way here and we stopped somewhere and we got this and I because I asked mm-hmm. about something somebody was carrying and, you know, got a, an explanation and it was just, you know, w- that's been consistent. So I concur that there's um, a whole different level of being comfortable with themselves mm-hmm. and who they are and the fact that they have something of value to share with anybody who's yeah. talking to them. When you I guys get that. back to Scottsdale, Arizona, what's next for you guys? I'm trying to think. We just got off the phone with um, a ministry that we're a part of called Standing Stone Ministry, and they're based out of Newport, um, California, Newport Beach. And so we're looking for next month, we're going to do a, a retreat, a week-long retreat with a pastor and their wife. So we're looking at scheduling that. So we're excited about that. We have company coming. Uh, young family are going to move in with us. So we're excited about that. It's a wedding on the 29th. And we have a wedding in the backyard <clears throat> on the 29th. Mm-hmm. Nice. And this is something you guys do all the time. Weddings in the it backyard. Ends up- being that way yes <laughs> yes that's great it does. well that's really cool travis and carol turner thanks for joining us and i work for him today yes and happy birthday or happy anniversary yes, to you happy, anniversary. happy 31st anniversary 31 check Congrats. these guys out online divine romance ministries.org divine romance ministries.org martha we really need to encourage our listeners to go out to five love and take these tests Yes, it's very simple, very quick, and you get your little answers, and then you can learn more about yourself and others around you. This is going to transform your family. You need to do it, and maybe we just need it. If you want this to go on at your church, Martha and I will come and teach this at your church. Just look us up online, iworkforhim.com. You will listen to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.